Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Welcome, everybody, to today's Equipped Podcast. Um, this is Cassie, and I'm joined with Clarice again this week. Um, mm-hmm. and we just wanted to start today off to just say how thankful we are for this podcast. You know, the Word of God talks about being thankful in all things, um, and we so are, and we want to give Him honor for this. You know, to have a chance to discuss Christ weekly uh, with one of my mm-hmm. best friends, and then, of course, to have you all listeners uh, listening every week, we're completely humbled uh, by this opportunity, and we just want to say thank you um, for taking your time to tune in, and not to tune in to hear Clarice and I, but tune in to hear right. the Word of God, God's truth, and you're investing that time in your own spiritual life to grow, get to know the Lord more, and move forward in what He's called you to. So we are thankful not only for the podcast, we're thankful for you. So thanks for being on today. Cassie, your heart of gratitude makes me so happy, and it just reminds me of even last week, just knowing how grateful we can be, obviously for the podcast, but how grateful we can be based off of the topic, which we talked about the authority that we have in Jesus Christ, because he overcame death, hell, and the grave. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Um, how awesome it is that he took back from the enemy what mankind at the garden gave him and he gave it back to us. And at the end of last week's podcast, we started bringing up through Ephesians, we talked a little bit about the armor of God and what that means for us as um, Christians. And it's looking at actually the book of Ephesians two parts of it, you know, the first half we're talking about, you know, God's gifts, what he's equipped us with, how he's equipped us, the identity. And then as you segue and progress through that book, you talk about now our responsibilities and, you know, in Ephesians six twelve, which is what we brought up last week, it says, you know, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly, heavenly places. And as we're kind of segueing through into this next aspect of how, you know, we're equipped as Christians, we're looking at this time period, right? So we have a time period where the author of this book is not looking to convince us that the spirit realm exists. You know, you can look back in Acts 19 and there's one scripture where they're talking about um, at the hands of Paul casting out these evil spirits. And it wasn't something that was so foreign to them. It says, you know, many who were believers came confessing and divulging their practices, many of which had practiced magic arts and they, you know, did all these incantations and it was just a dark place. So. In this, he's not, he's not telling us that we, he's not trying to convince them that they need to believe that this is happening. It's just telling them how to equip them. And it's interesting because one of the things in that scripture in 12, it talks about wrestling. And I know we're going to talk about the metaphor aspect of this, but he talks about this wrestle because at the time 
it was a popular sport um, between these two contestants and you're endeavoring in endeavoring to just be the victor by holding, getting your opponent on their back and getting your hand on their neck to the point where you could kill them if you wanted to. And it was a popular organized sport, you know, and you look at then the context of the metaphors and Cassie, it's interesting though, that then they bring up armor because I don't think about putting on armor today in <laughs> my daily life. <laughs> uh, yeah, ditto. Um, not not in my closet today in 2019. Um, but yeah, Clarice, I love how you reminded us what we talked about last week with our authority and how we're going to focus this week specifically on the armor of God and how, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to your point, we're equipped with what we need to come up against that the enemy in the spiritual realm that, like you said, Paul was all too familiar with. And so were people Mm -hmm. at that time that he wasn't convincing them that they existed. And we see a lot of that today. Like we're, we, our society can be fairly ignorant to this, but the metaphor I want to think of before we dove in to really look at what the armor of God is, is addressing just that, you know, we don't think of armor in our day to day. So when you read through Mm -hmm. this and it's talking about a breastplate or a shield or a belt, you know, even I, I can't picture what he was right. referencing without actually looking back, looking at a picture. But in Paul's time in the Roman Empire, y'all, Roman soldiers, that was common. Mm. You know, they yeah. were used to battle. They knew what a soldier looked like. They knew a Roman mm. soldier put on a breastplate and a helmet and had a shield and had shoe coverings or special shoes for battle. So as we walk through this, this is not a literal Christian go put on a helmet this is a Mm -hmm. metaphor of we are in a battle with the spiritual realms and so metaphorically God has equipped us with these things to ready us for battle so just like the Roman was ready for battle with this protective armor we're ready for battle with our own version of protective armor it may not be on the outside but it's something we're equipped with spiritually Hmm. and we are and it and it talks about putting on every aspect it says put on the whole armor of god so that you may be able to stand and it talks about these schemes Mm -hmm. and we have to understand that the scheme of the enemy his primary one is just this deception and last week we talked about you know the enemy being basically the premier bait picker for us Mm -hmm. and how we have to because of our deceitful enemy who we talked about in John 10, 10, he comes to steal, kill and destroy. And like a lion, he roams around seeking whom he may devour. And we have to bypass the bait and God wants to more than anything. His heart is to help us. His heart is to equip us. And he does that. So Cassie, let's take a look at these scriptures. Would you mind reading? Yeah. Um, six, 10 through 18. Absolutely. So in the book of Ephesians, it starts, um, in- Uh, Verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. So stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. 
In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Hmm. Amen. So great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, powerful. And it was, a, you know, Clarice, we keep alluding to it. We talked about last week that, you know, nothing's more powerful than just reading what the word says about a topic. And so, um, as you already alluded to, I see, you know, the purpose of this armor, which Clarice already stated, is that to be equipped to take a stand against the devil's schemes and be prepared for battle, you know. So, yeah. we've already covered what the enemy's plan is of attack. So, mm-hmm. we need to be prepared yeah. for stand to stand. And yeah, and I couldn't help but notice multiple times in there, it was an action item for us. It was put on, put on, stand firm. So again, mm-hmm. we're not talking about physically putting something on, but it is a spiritual posture of how yes. you're approaching your day, this your battle, situations, situations etc. Mm-hmm. Well, and looking at, you know, the order then it's interesting because the very first thing that they talk about when it comes to um, this armor and this order of, of doing this, it talks about this belt of truth. Mm-hmm. And I think of why that's in, interesting and important. And, you know, the phrase really is to kind of gird your loins and a lot of things with that. But one of the things that it does is it protects your, protects your core with truth. You know, in those days, it actually allows you because of the way that girding your loins, you know, these men wore these tunics and they, a lot of times they were long and the way they would tie them to allow themselves to have mobility and preparedness. Um, it showed then a sign of readiness for your service or the task that you're about to endeavor yeah, I'm even taking notes off of what you're saying of mm-hmm. mobility and preparedness, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to have that belt of truth. So we are ready to, um, I can just picture that in a battle to be mobile mm-hmm. and you are already prepared ahead of time. And so I'm thinking yeah. about the, the truth, you know, how do we know truth, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and Clarice, what immediately comes to mind is, you know, the studies of scriptures and knowing the truth of God, mm-hmm. you know, and when we know that we can be equipped with that metaphorically in a belt, like, yeah. And it's neat because earlier in Ephesians and four 21, you know, the middle of the verse, it says, assuming that you have heard about him, who's Jesus and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so he's already laid out your truth. Our truth as Christians is Jesus, that he came, that the Messiah that everybody was waiting for was fulfilled because the Messiah is Jesus Christ. And he was, and this truth, this word of truth, a lot of definitions of it, but it's truth as even personal excellence. And it is that candor of mind, which is free from effect, um, from, falsehood and deceit and affliction. And so I think of how important it is to have that even freedom of mind, freedom of belief system where I'm not under the umbrella or blanket of deceit. I think of areas of my life where the enemy has come in and tried to bring deceit and then I operate out of it. 
So I'm ineffective because I can't walk in truth and I don't know then whose I am or who I am or where I'm going or what God has called me to. Mm. Yeah. Which then, you know, it takes us to that second part and it talks about, you know, the breastplate of righteousness and you think of physically where they would put the breastplate and it was pretty much, you know, neck to navel um, and covering what we know to be an important part of that, which is obviously your chest cavity, but what is housed in your chest cavity is your heart. And even in Proverbs, it talks about guarding our heart above all else because it is the source of life. And I think of why, um, you know, righteousness is so important because it sometimes can be this religiously pious word where you're like, oh, I'm holier than thou, but that's not what that means. Righteous means right living, which if you look back at Ephesians 4, 1, it's walking in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Because if you think about the heart, it's the seat of the soul, which is your mind, will, emotions, your conscience. And it has to be protected because if you're allowing any of those areas to be operated first out of um, deceit, which is that truth that we just talked about, and then we're not walking in the way of the Lord, I don't know where we're going. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Nowhere fast. (laughs) Absolutely. And I had a a pastor always tell me that righteousness was just right standing with God. So like you said, it's right (laughs) thinking. Um, And you know, scripture says like, like Clarice was alluding to, it's not as holy than now. Like, okay, I got it figured out. When we say right standing or right thinking, it's like we've talked about in previous weeks. It's not in our own ability. It's through, through Christ and Holy spirit. in us, we have this righteousness and I believe it's in Romans. I was just looking for the verse, but you know, that our righteousness is in Christ. Scripture says yes. that. So, but it's so important in this, in a spiritual battle or just any part of your day to day to understand that, through what Christ has done, you now have a right standing with the Lord mm-hmm. that you yeah. can walk with your head held high, that you and the Lord, you're good, that you're in yeah. right standing. <laughs> not that you're perfect, but you're in right standing with him. Because can you imagine trying mm-hmm. to walk into battle, but not mm-hmm. believing that your Lord was in right mm-hmm. standing with you? Like if he thought you were doing something wrong or you weren't okay, or he didn't approve of you, like how can you walk in yeah. confidence without knowing that you're in right standing through what he did, but you and right standing. So Clarissa, picture that breastplate over your mm-hmm. chest, which in battle, obviously you need to protect mm-hmm. your heart because that's a very vulnerable yeah. spot. And mm-hmm. what he's saying here is even spiritual battles, that protection of our heart yes. and that righteousness and that thinking that I am in right standing with the Lord. He is pleased with mm-hmm. me and he's yes. got my back. Yes. And loves me, which segues then into the next one, because you know, we're talking about these things that now we walk in this truth and, and the identity. And it says, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, right? And mm-hmm. so it's to put on readiness given by the gospel of peace. And so you think of shoes, you know, I'm not going to put shoes on unless I'm going somewhere. Like I'm sitting in my house right now and I don't have shoes on because I'm not going anywhere. I'm just sitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, the, just like we go back to the metaphor, you know, I'm not necessarily putting shoes of peace on, which, you know. They would be really cute in my, my world, um, <laughs> but I'm not necessarily putting these shoes on, but we think of this peace and the world does not give us peace. And, and Jesus told us that when he was here on earth, because when he was on earth, he said, look, when I leave, it is better that I go 
But when I leave, I'm going to give you peace. Because if you think of the amongst the different ways the enemy tries to attack us, he tries to deceive us, but he tries so hard to take anything that God gives us. And so he tries so hard to take that peace that Jesus gives us through his Holy Spirit um, by chaos, confusion, circumstances, choices, just in general, he just wants to take us out. And I think of the days when I wake up and maybe I get to the office and a thousand and ten things hit me and it's just like you know I may have spent the this hour of glorious time in God's presence and I'm so ready for the day and nothing can go wrong and I'm just so mentally um you know peaceful and then all of a sudden bam life hits well life will hit and tasks will happen but how I approach those tasks where there may be so much coming at me but I don't have to partner with anxiety I don't have to partner with the confusion that they may bring I don't have to partner with the circumstance. I get to partner with my, um, you know, my Lord and savior who says, no, I give you peace amidst all the things that you're walking through. Yeah. And like you're referencing John when, uh, in the book of John, right before Jesus mm-hmm. went to be crucified and how he's saying what Clarice said about how he has to go, but he will send Holy spirit who's comforter. And, um, he talked about giving his peace and that he doesn't give as the world gives. It's not this false peace. It's not this peace because everything's mm-hmm. going right. It's not this um, peace because you're in control. No, it like supersedes yeah. circumstances. It supersedes what you see around you. You know, we walk by faith, not mm-hmm. by sight. And so when I look at this verse about having this readiness from the gospel of peace, I, it is, it's a deeper, it's a deeper piece. Mm-hmm. It is this contentment, this inner contentment and this quiet confidence. Um, and just side note, maybe Clarice, mm-hmm. we talk on this more because panic, anxiety, stress rules yeah. our society in 2019. You know, the yeah. enemy loves it. Confusion. Um, let's give you all these mm. um, technology items that are to make your world better, but oftentimes they make it more stressful. So I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but right. if you listening have walked out a season that lacked peace, you know what we're talking about here. I know yeah. personally in my life I had um, in the past before knowing Christ, I studied, I uh, struggled with panic attacks, anxiety. Mm. That was not a successful way to live. I was not effective for anyone at that point in time. Uh-huh. Whereas now when, with Holy Spirit and that peace that supersedes, I do have readiness. I feel like mm. I can move forward in what he's calling me to. And oftentimes peace is that, um, uh, you know, is my compass. You know, if I'm moving towards yeah. something and it's lack of peace, I'm like, hold up, let me pause. Is this mm-hmm. of the Lord? And as you proceed into something, even if it doesn't look peaceful, but you have that inner peace from the Lord that's directing me to go that way. So Clarice, this part yes. of the armor I get so energized mm. about because in my personal life, I've experienced lack of peace and what that yes. produces. And I've experienced the Lord's peace and the difference that makes. So y'all, if you're listening mm. and you don't feel like you've <laughs> experienced that, the scripture talks about pray and ask God. He wants to give you these giftings. Yes. Christ already said he's given us his peace. We just need to accept it. So uh, we'll Absolutely. pray at the end for everybody on that. But yeah. that is something that is readily available to mm-hmm. you and Christ will provide that. Absolutely. Which then it continues us through because it says in all circumstances, mm-hmm. it says in all circumstances. And so that's when I'm lacking in that peace or I am unable to um, pull myself together because a situation happened, you know, there may have been a death in the family or just something. Mm -hmm. It just says 
in all circumstances, then take up the shield of faith. And you're taking up the shield of faith because think of what faith is, right? And think of this shield. And I, and I think I used to think of a shield, you know, you see, you see cartoons or you Mm -hmm. see different um, portrayals or different Bible movies of the shield and, and there are different types, but I think I used to think, you know, the little, not little, but like the more round one Mm -hmm. where you're like, Oh, I can like kind of deck someone with that, like push them with that. But this one in fact is a large whole body shield that Mm -hmm. could in essence cover the entire body. If in fact the soldier had crouched behind it. And not only that, it was a, it was built so that then um, they could link up and link shields um, if there was a massive affront so they could get into formation and create, in essence, a, a barrier or a wall type um, covering. And it's interesting because, you know, faith is, is oftentimes, you know, you look at Hebrews 11, 1, and it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And it's the process of just adapting your behavior, your decisions, and your whole lifestyle so that it is in accordance with what God has asked you to do, which goes back to that righteousness, walking in how he has called us to. And it's not necessarily needing to see the evidence that it will work out in the end. It's just understanding that God has called us to something and my thoughts about it, my decisions and everything is so channeled to knowing that, okay, whether I see it or not, I know that this is going to happen. Um, and pull part of that quote comment, um, from a lesson from the armor of God from Priscilla Schreier actually. So, um, you, you always catch when Clary says I'm like looking up different scriptures when you oh, call so it. Funny. <laughs> but so funny. the shield of faith, first of all, mm-hmm. yeah, the visual of the shield. Like we're not talking about a little Captain America round one, like Clary mm-hmm. said. It's this full body shield. And it's my 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 version says extinguishing the dark to the evil one. So we've talked mm-hmm. multiple times about the enemy's goal is to take you out. I don't want to even mm-hmm. dwell on that anymore because if I don't want to mm-hmm. give him credit for his strength because we've got more power than that through Christ. And so we, he gives us this shield of faith. And Clarice said it of this is foundational for a Christian walk. You know, faith being um, sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. You know, in our Christian walk, it, it, one, first and foremost, we can't see Jesus. We can't see yeah. God. Like inherently just being a Christian requires faith, that you ha- you're putting mm-hmm. your faith in what he did. Um, that he came, that he died, that he rose again. Um, and so in our day-to-day life, circumstances are not always going to look like you're victorious, even though we mm. know that we are. And so knowing that we have this shield of faith, knowing that fiery darts are going to come, knowing that, yes. thinking back to when we talked about thoughts, that lies are going to come at you, um, whether it be in your thought life or maybe somebody's actually saying that to you. And having this shield to say, wait, Does that line Mm. up with the word? Does that line up with what God says about me? And if it doesn't, that dart is going to bounce right off that shield because you have this armor and it's just this protection of your mind and all these Mm. tie together. You know, your mind needs to know the truth of God. So when that fiery dart comes, you know, wait, Mm. (laughs) this isn't from my father. Get out of here. You you put up your shield and you're good to go. Mm. And another interesting way to phrase faith 
um, is also by Dr. Tony Evans. And it said, and he said, faith is acting like it is so even (laughs) when it is not so, so that it might be so simply because God said so. (laughs) And I'm like, I know it's, it's, it's a lot, but when you think about it, 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 God said it, I believe it. Absolutely. You know, God says it, I believe it. And just about that, he is, he is one where uh, us doing this faith is, it doesn't make God, it doesn't make God under our control mm-hmm. and it doesn't focus on anything other than how big and faithful our God and whom we believe and put our faith is. It, it, it's, it's just, it's not about us. It's about who he is and who he said he is and what he said he's going to do. That's exactly right. It's yeah. full trust in him, no matter mm-hmm. the circumstances. Yeah. Which then we have to, with this faith, then we're taking the helmet of salvation to protect the knowledge that God has given us, right? We have this salvation, which is obviously eternal destiny, but it's also this present day. We talked about John 10, 10 last week and how the enemy who's very real wants to kill, steal and destroy, but God wants us to live an abundant life now is Fight what this very real enemy in our in this spirit realm is trying to take a, take us out, and I think of that. And what does salvation provide for us? You know, salvation provides for us. It provides for us identity, who we are. It provides for us authority. What we talked about last week, this authentic and united relationship with our Father in heaven. It provides Christ in us, the hope of glory. It provides the abundant life I just talked about. It provides also that eternal life. Um, you know, and so with this helmet, you think of your mind and why it's so important to protect your mind because without protection, and I think of when I live my life without either knowledge of the scriptures or knowledge of my identity in Christ, you know, the blows to my mind in general are the attacks are relentless and can be debilitating but the blows are the debilitating part. So we go through this unprotected versus protected thought life, you know? Yeah. And that's such a vital piece of the armor. And then Mm. even uh, the last piece of the armor, Clarice, the sword of the spirit, Mm -hmm. the word of God. Tell me about that one. Absolutely. Well, when you think of when Jesus walked the earth and we talked about this last week, the different aspects of um, authority Jesus said when he was encountering the enemy, he said, it is written. And you look at this armor and in every other aspect, this armor is, you know, for protection. You know, it's like, okay, I've got a helmet, I've got this belt, you know, I'm covering all these aspects of my body. And you look at the sword and it's an offensive weapon Mm -hmm. because the scriptures are a threat. The sword of the spirit is a threat. And I think I used to think of, um, this armor and this aspect of it, the sword, I think in my mind, I used to think of this massive sword that you could almost barely not <laughs> lift that. Yes. If you were able to lift it and, you know, get it to the point of contact with your enemy that, yeah, you would take them out, but it's actually not this massive, massive sword. The one that is used here is it's more like a large knife or a small sword. And it's, if you think about that, it's kind of counter to what I thought it would be, but it provides um, something that you can wield and use in a hand-to-hand combat situation where you can cut the enemy, pierce the enemy, thrust it through the enemy. 
and um, just pierce them, you know, and mm-hmm. think of what this word and, you know, that the scriptures talk about um, the word of God being sharper than any two edged sword, being able to pierce down through even the spirit's soul. And so, you know, the bone and the marrow, but that de- divisiveness for the enemy's united front of attack. Agreed. And this takes, takes me back one Clarice, Thank you for the visual because mm-hmm. I, I could see that. Like I can literally yeah. see, and that's why I love this metaphor Paul's giving. Yeah. Cause even though, you know, they were more familiar with battle per se at that time, we, we, we can still get it. It's a simple enough metaphor mm-hmm. that we, we get that sword. And oh, weeks ago we talked about the importance of studying the word and you know, it took me a long time and growing up in kind of a religious um, culture, it took me a long time to realize there's personal benefit to you for studying the word. Saying the word is not yes. a legalistic thing that you have to do uh-huh. to check it off your list and please God for the day. As Clarice right. is pointing out of what Paul said here in Ephesians, the sword of the spirit is an offensive weapon that we have. When we know what the word of God says about who mm. I am, um, it allows me, I can speak against lies. I can speak against non-truths. Yeah. I know who I am in Christ. And we've talked about it in previous podcasts of even saying out loud, like speaking the word yeah. out loud in those tough circumstances where you're needing that reminder. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and we have a savior who is not naive to what we go through. I mean, he came here as a man yeah. and walked through this. So yeah. he knows the need for us to be equipped with this in our day-to-day life. And he's always modeling for us. And so Clarice, I found it interesting Mm. in the old Testament, the book of Isaiah, which Isaiah is uh, a prophet and a lot of his book is prophesying about Christ. And one of the verses here in um, 59 verse 17, it says talking about Christ, he put on righteousness as a breastplate Mm -hmm. and the helmet of salvation on his head. You know, so even referencing that Christ had these things, and just like yeah. everything else that Christ said, you know, that we will have what he has and more. Yes. And the last element has been obviously this prayer. And because we know God, because we know, obviously, God, Jesus, we know the scriptures, we can come up with a strategy. And we talked a little bit about this last week. If there's an area of my life where I need breakthrough or I'm not seeing breakthrough We can turn to God's word because it goes back to this rhema, this word of God, because the word of God is the spoken word of God in my life. It is the living God or it is the living word. Mm -hmm. It's not flat, dead, black and white on a piece of paper. It's just not, you know, and the enemy through his deceit would love nothing more than for us to look at this book as an archaic history book with good sayings. Mm -hmm. And reduce God's word to something as small and ineffective as that, when in fact, it is literally the most effectual thing that we can do. And it talks about prayer being, you know, the um, in James, I think it's 516, it talks about the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much or is, is highly effective. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to this concept where, Cassie, we fight from a place of victory, And with our prayers we do, with our words we do, with our thoughts, we can encapsulate all of this and know that we are victors. And God has given us this armor. We are victorious in him and he's given us us this armor to um, be in this warfare and be effective in it and to be and remain victorious. 
And that's the key part of this. So, guys, as we're we're listing this, our belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes with the readiness of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, and as Clarice just alluded to, the ability to come directly to the throne and pray. The key in successfully walking out day to day with the armor of God is having that understanding that we're already positioned from a place of victory. Uh, in First Corinthians fifteen fifty five through fifty seven, it's quoting Hosea. It says, "Where O death is your victory? Where O death is your sting?" And fifty six says, "The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law." But thanks be to God, He gives yes. us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this is where it ties into what we talked about last week through what Christ yeah. did with his sacrifice, um, taking away any power from the enemy and giving it back to us. We have this power that we can walk into battle with our heads held high, knowing that we've already won. Like how confident Clarice would your team be in a basketball game? Mm-hmm. If you're in you have the W, you know, like <laughs> you're going to go out it's there. A mindset. Yeah. It's a mindset. You're going to go out there and play with such mm-hmm. confidence. And that is what the Lord has equipped us with it. We are already victors. You know, a lot of people say it like, read the back of the book. We won, Mm -hmm. you know, but I even heard um, a song lyric this week from uh, Bethel music and the lyric read, you know, I've been told to take up my sword and fight for love. Little did I know that love had won for me. So it was like Mm -hmm. the musician was saying, like, I've heard about the armor of God. I've been told to take up my sword and get out there and fight um, like this battle, but until you know that love has already won, that Christ has already oh. won, you're not going to be effective in the battle. So we end today mm. with that as total encouragement. That's not discouragement. Yes. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. No, now <laughs> you know. Now you know. Now we know. You're victorious in this battle, and that you can walk out. And so, how great is our Lord? How merciful is our Lord yeah. that He not only did what it took to get the victory and given and sacrificing himself. And then he gives us everything we need to walk in it. It would have been enough for him to say, Hey, you have the victory, but Mm -hmm. no, he's equipping us with what we need to walk out this successful Christian life here today. As he always is faithful to do. Yes. Always. Cassie, would you love to pray over us? I would love it. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for the richness of your word. Lord, uh, even in little 30-minute sections, Lord, we can end up talking about these things for um, much longer than that because your word um, is so rich. It's so alive. Every time we read it, um, it speaks to us today. It's relevant. And Lord, we thank you for your word. Uh, We Again, we will always honor and say thank you for the sacrifice you made that gave us Mm -hmm. the victory to walk out, uh, well, to have salvation and eternity with you, but even in addition to that, to actually have a good life here on this earth, Lord, one that we can live serving you. You know, good doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but what we have is Holy Spirit in you as a comforter to walk out this life with us. And so thank you for your word and giving us direction of the armor of God, how to walk into this battle. Lord, when we don't know how to battle, your word tells us how and how to be equipped Mm -hmm. to do that. And you've given us everything, everything we need. So Lord, I ask for every person listening, Father, that you impart this wisdom in a way that only you can through Holy Spirit, who is the teacher. May we have an understanding of this. And specifically, Lord, what I felt laid on my heart is your peace, helping our folks understand 
what your peace is, not the peace as the world gives, but Father, your peace that just transcends um, understanding, Father, no matter circumstances. So if there's people listening and their circumstances Mm -hmm. seem dark or Lord, those circumstances seem like the furthest thing from peace, Father, we ask for your mercy and grace over their life and that you give them a revelation of your peace. Father, if they're believing in you, they have Holy Spirit and they have this peace. But Father, I ask that you bring it to their awareness, bring it to their knowledge to see your peace so they can function in that and be effective in this life for you lord we love you so much we thank you for the opportunity to read your word discuss your word and share it and father we pray that every person listening just hears nothing but you lord that they hear christ your love for them and what you have provided them and we love you so much it's in jesus name we pray amen